0: Hey, you like Pez. It looks like that has Heaney from the Boundary Line. He's an expert at these. From the Boundary Line!
1: Hello and welcome to Behind the Boundary Podcast. I'm your host, Pez. I'm here with Source and it has been a two-week hiatus, I guess, uh, due to unforeseen
0: circumstances, but we are back. We are back, Pez. Uh, definitely missed you, and it was really weird doing my footy tips last week. Uh, not having talked to the footy religiously like uh, we normally do, we did it via text message. Wasn't the same. Wasn't yeah, well, the same it at
1: all. Wasn't the same because there, there was a couple of messages back and forth. What are your thoughts on this game? Yeah, and then we're like, because we hadn't spoken about no, it in we the pod, so it's kind of like I
0: usually need to know what source thinks so I can just go the opposite. But yeah, well, uh, I did I notice I'm, my uh, bet slip was a little bit more successful this week <laughs> after hearing your not hearing your rubbish. So that might be the new trend. I think. Oh, um, <laughs> maybe just uh, mute. Mute your headphones when I speak about my best. I do I do normally CK, anyway. <laughs> you go.
1: Oh, you do normally. That's maybe why you've uh, had a had a poorer year than than myself. But uh two two weeks of footy sauce and uh the latter, not surprising that the demons are on top, but they did drop the the three games there during those bye periods, but they are on top clear. And then you've got uh five teams that are on ten wins, which mm-hmm. is Geelong, Brisbane, Fremantle, Carlton. You've got a, a couple of teams there on nine wins, Sydney and Collingwood. And you got the Bulldogs, Richmond, St. Kilda, who are all on eight wins and probably goes down to 12th with Gold Coast and Port Adelaide as well on seven wins uh, and then any, anyone below that you're playing for draft picks.
0: Yeah it's probably one of the closest and we I guess we say this every sort of year it's one of the closest sort of uh, final eights or the top eights that we've had in a little while think about this Pez, Collingwood dropped that uh, that 80 point loss to West Coast earlier in the year and they're sitting second at the moment and that just shows you how close it is. Geelong lose two in a, two in a row, let's say they lose to North which isn't going to happen in Melbourne, they drop out of the eight, like just from second to eight boom, straight out. Like it's, it's a very very close year and uh, I think you're right, Pez. I think right up until 12th, uh, Port Adelaide are still alive. If GWS get a, a couple of things together, they could be still in the hunt and someone else slips. But realistically, it's a, a very close and uh, very um, surprising, I think, top uh, top four to, to definitely you know Geelong and, and Fremantle, those two teams in there that I probably didn't see in there.
1: I, you know GWS, you still in love with them from twenty nineteen? Still they're in all, love with them.
0: There are four wins. Uh,
1: it's round sixteen. Yeah, but they look good <laughs> <all laughs> the last couple of weeks. <laughs> they're not. They're not uh, they're here not they come. Anymore. Here
0: they come. I've got the orange paint ready to go, Pez. <laughs> they,
1: they are, but the um, in the eight, Collingwood nine wins percentage of hundred and six. So it is quite low compared to the teams around them. Everyone's got. Uh, Everyone quite else, a healthy, else beat West Coast. <laughs> very healthy percentage. Uh, they they did lose to West Coast earlier in the year, so it's cost them a little bit. And uh, depends on the win loss record could cost them come finals time.
0: But I guess you've got Geelong, Brisbane, Fremantle, Carlton uh, and Carlton, sorry, all on equal 40 points with, you know, their percentages, 125, 124, 122 and then 114. Like it's a very, very close um, indicator and the percentage is normally a very good indicator of, you know, how close the, the games are and normally there's a team that's somewhere in the in the top eight that has uh, flogged a lot of sides, they're sitting at the 150 mark, 140, but they're showing that most of their wins are about, like, you know, 20, 24, 25 points. So it's a very, very close pair. Yeah, extremely close. Um, probably uh, we should address why we
1: didn't do a show last week. It was announced on Twitter at Behind the Bound, but uh, struck down with uh, the flu. I was struck down with the man flu. And, uh, COVID. Yeah, <laughs> COVID. Couldn't <laughs> call do Call anything. it
0: what it is, Piers. There's no such thing as a man flu in this COVID pandemic world.
1: <laughs> no, so uh, yeah, off work for the, the seven days or whatever it was. And uh, yeah. the little one getting sick as well, which wasn't wasn't ideal so the the whole week of of that and and dealing with that kind of made us not do a pod even remotely Uh, i actually had the gear at my house so uh
0: it was a little bit tough because uh as we all know pez is not a technical head and he doesn't have any idea how to work the the hardware that we've got here and even the media manager couldn't help him out pez Um, Uh, they weren't able to come around as well because of uh you know the, the whole covid
1: thing so they weren't able to uh do anything there but we are back in business and uh ready to go for tonight my favorite game of the week which we should talk about uh, was Geelong versus Richmond and the big thing from that apart from the the three point win in the end source was uh, Tom Stewart on Dion Prestia and the big incident
0: Yeah, huge incident. Um, And I I don't really want to talk, not because I'm a Geelong support. I don't really want to talk uh, a lot about the incident itself in terms of the the tribunal aspects, Pez. But it's brought up another big debate. It's brought up the big debate about this, um, you know, whether or not uh, AFL should adapt the sin bin rule like they have in hockey or the the send-off rule that they have in the NRL. And a lot of other sports have that sort of red card penalty where they're off for, off for for the match.
1: Yeah, NBA tech fail, you got two and you're out. uh, lots of different things you got the send-off rule In the m- MLB Which I've gotten into Over the last month I've uh, been loving Watching the MLB <laughs> Now the <that> NBA's <laughs>
0: over And uh, AFL's
1: only on the weekend your,
0: your week of COVID Was really good for you Wasn't it Because you got to watch So much baseball Oh it was, it was You know they play Like multiple games in a day It's absolutely unbelievable Yeah like two or three They have like a double header oh. And if they, they play the same team They go back in their room Have a slice of oranges And they're there the I watched uh, Minnesota play Cleveland This morning at 3am And then they were playing again yeah, At 9 uh, <laughs> At 9 <laughs> yeah. So
1: uh, very very good But uh, in, in terms of this situation The, the send-off the only reason it came up is because tom stewart uh, a superstar really when you when you talk about defenders and intercept defenders he actually pretty much won them the game there in that fourth quarter with a couple of really big plays and he's a very important player to the geelong structure in a three-point game uh where richmond were also a man down and geelong went down and kicked a goal when uh the trainers didn't call for the,
0: the stretcher which i don't know why uh, well they, they didn't they didn't call for the stretcher though because if he goes off on the stretcher he's not allowed to come back full stop I, I so anyone can see to, straight uh, away they were trying to get him up and so that if he did pass the concussion test but that just shows you where their where um, the foresight is and look, you at, know, look at the screen he's looked out before he's he hit out. the ground and apparently you know, well not apparently I was at the game there were a lot of Richmond players around shouting out like well why is this skill going ahead he's clearly out yeah. there's four or five people around them trainers like just 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 stop the game call the stretcher out and put, in, know, put his health first I know the umpires
1: made you know the right decision based by the rules but it wasn't the right decision based on um, the player welfare so if they're not going to call the stretcher the trainers how about the umpire just goes you know what just stop the play yep Geelong you've got the ball you've got the ball here that's fine Let's just get this bloke off the ground because if something happens, the ball goes there for some other reason. He gets another knock. It can be very, very dangerous, and we want to protect the head. But we do
0: definitely want to protect the head. But back to the back to the the core root of the discussion this week. You know, as you said, uh, Prestia goes off with a concussion early in the game. Tom Stewart goes on to have you know twenty nine disposals, uh, six marks inside 50, uh, two or three clearances, set up a couple of goal assists. You know, it was absolutely dominant across there. And and he is one of their one of their best players, and he is definitely going to be missed the next four weeks. But what it does is it puts Prestia off the ground. One of, their, one of their strong midfielders in a, in a midfield that isn't a strong midfield without Prestia I mean they spend a lot of time without him Because of his injuries anyway But not like this So I guess Pez What, what are your thoughts on this The, the, the send off rule Are you a traditionalist Where you don't want to play And it's just the luck of the draw Or would you like to see something happen Whether it be a sin bin A red card system uh, I mean I'll throw it over to you This is It's
1: super hard And I'm super torn on this Because if we bring in some form of rule You know what's going to happen Someone is going to get it wrong Yep. In a big game, someone will get it wrong go, yep, you're a red card, you're off, and then it's going to come out later on oh, that they've actually stuffed up and they made the wrong call and then that player didn't play and their team lost the grand final by under a goal and, and it's because of that reason. I think it's pretty clear that Tom Stewart went past the ball, he chose to hip and shoulder, he hit him in the head, does he get sent off? It's not actually a rule. But Richmond fans are. Well, he he
0: wasn't even. In that game there, he wasn't even penalised for a free kick. There wasn't even a free kick paid. It was just a late hit. Which is wrong, Which which is wrong, definitely. So, like, in this situation, he wouldn't be sent off. But in the situation where someone has been removed through an act, and I don't know whether I I play. Like, I mean, how could you. He's hit the bloke. Late and high, but the fact we still have to go to the tribunal and we're talking about it after the tribunal, and we're a little bit uncertain about the details. It how's the umpire meant to make that decision on the day whether he gets sent off? Now,
1: where, where's the place where the bloke, the NBA referee, sits? Sikorski, Sikorski, Sikakis, See Let's put a team in Sikakis, not in
0: where the AFL had not, not on top of the Telstra name, <laughs> like the, the current. Uh, that's I think that's the only <laughs> angle they've got for the goal reviews on top of the top of the oh Telstra my God, those <laughs> angles. Uh, but get a team together and umpires don't report people on the ground and you can do it during the game so you want sort of like the uh the epl system where they've got the the little the what do they, they call it the little mic in the ear and then after the the penalty or whatever they they review the offside three or four things a little buzzer goes off in the ear and he's like oh hang on guys we're going to come back seven plays ago and uh, it's going to yep. be a free kick you've stuffed that up like the other thing
1: with the umpire when you call for a score review why does it take you 45 seconds to call for a score review and the guy's sitting up there waiting to look at film. He should already be looking at film when the goal's kicked. Like those sort of things are are just ludicrous in a multi-million dollar game.
0: Uh, that needs to be fixed. So I think if you bring in a, a red card system, a send off rule. So do you want? going to get you it wrong? Do you want the red card system? But yeah. I guess if you look at other sports around the, in the world, pairs, you look at go back uh, what the 2019 finals in the NBA, the Draymond Green incident, the kicking you know the the nut shot. He doesn't get doesn't get picked up during the game. Doesn't get sent off. They go on to win that game. If they have a review system, let's say he gets taken off that game. So he, he goes off. He gets disqualified for the game. Whether it be right or wrong, they have it in basketball already. Like you know they have it in uh, rugby all the time. Whether they they get they review. The they stop the game, they review the play, and then they they send them off. Is that is that what you want to slow down the game and to make sure they get it right, or, or do you want that at all? I I don't think I want them to stop
1: and send it off, but I do want the tribunal not to have to wait till Tuesday night. Just come together, know what your decision is before the end of the game, and then you can. We've got all these different things. You can get on the on the thing. Hey, what do you want to plead? You've got twenty four hours, so you play on the Friday night. You have got twenty four hours to plead. We're going to offer you four weeks. And then he's accepted it. It's in the news. It's done. You don't have to have the media talking about it for three days leading yep. up to it.
0: I think I think in terms of the – I like that thing. I think that something – the Tribunal, we, we've spoken about this many times, how they, they continually get it wrong for, for a start, and I shouldn't wait that long. In terms of the send-off rule pairs, I, I'd like to see some sort of um, card system or, or sin bin rule – for intentional acts though And I think that's In this situation here uh, And that's Again, again It's going to create Some grey You know In an already Very sketchy um, Grey scale Sort of For of game rules But I think in that one there It's it's You know It's still deemed As a football act Because we're still Able to, to You're electing to bump So it's still a football act Whether it was late or not Whether it's a football act or not But If you're looking at You know Barry Hall Turning around And slogging someone Or you're looking at You that, know
1: See so he can get sent off can get sent off that.
0: If you look at uh, What the 2000 And what was the The grand final Where the Brisbane Lions And, and uh, that one there Yeah probably send him off Because he's just going around Throwing haymakers The bloke that um, Tried to take out Dermy But then you're in the looking But then you're looking at uh, Again you're looking At another grey area It's like okay well Prestia he, You know he, he maybe Gets carded In the situation What they want They say right You know Stuart Should have gone off of that So he, does he get carded Straight away Or do they wait till he's, he's you know Done from concussion So like what happens If it's a dirty play He goes off against checks And he comes back in Is he allowed to play them Like it, there's so many grey areas I think for intentional acts Maybe we can consider it I mean, I don't think we need to, and I don't think this happens that often that the impact of the game, and it was so early in the game too, Pez and Geelong were already very dominant. Presty hadn't made an impact then. Uh, it, it's a lot of grey I'd like well, to see it For intentional acts maybe
1: At the moment We thought in 2019 In the grand final That Shane Mumford Was going to come around And swing for bodies And do things Because Still rules, waiting for him to come The rules state That you just get Double points or whatever yeah, In so the tribunal So if you're going to retire anyway mm-hmm. Or you're a player That's you know A lesser player yeah. And that's your job And that's your role It's it's not in the game these days yeah. um, But it within the rules It could happen mm-hmm. They get suspended For say 16 weeks But their career's over anyway They take out The best player of the other team and they win the grand final, like, who really cares? You'd be seen upon as a dirty player for the rest of your life. So do you want like it that. or but not? Do you want it or not? I think we are both sort d- of torn on <laughs> it. I don't want it because I don't think the AFL have the ability to make clear rules at the moment. There's, there's so many okay. grey areas within the thing. If they bring it in, they're just going to get it wrong. It's going to create more controversy at the moment
0: yeah it's it's very interesting that we're we're so hesitant to look at a, even put an opinion there because we're doubtful that the AFL will be able to execute it you know considering that the AFL has changed the the rule this week with you know the mockery of the uh, exploiting the the man on the mark thing something that we've we've debated many times and they've made a change this week I mean well, you know what are we eight rounds to go just change the rules Change the rules. But
1: this is this is st- stupid. So for those who haven't heard, it's the 50-metre the rule for the player with the ball in the protected zone. So when a, a player that's on offense, I guess, comes into the thing with a defender and then they veer off to one side yeah. and their so opponents split. sit in there, they're split, they pay the 50 because they're in the protected zone. So the AFL have come out and said, hey, look how good we are. We're actually going to adapt on the run and we're going to say that's not a 50-metre penalty anymore. So I saw that on Twitter and said... It shouldn't have ever been a fifty-meter penalty in the first bloody place.
0: What about what about some of those games that were you know changed because of those rules? I mean, there was a game earlier. I'm sure there was a game earlier in the year, like round one or two, where uh, they had a a fifty-meter penalty which put a shot for goal. Because of that, I'm, 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 I wish I'd done my research with this one. I apologize for that, but I'm 90% sure about. Because we were talking about it, it shouldn't be a rule. So, like, does that mean that goal doesn't count now? Or does like you can't just change rules mid-season? You can change rules if it's something oh, stupid it. like that. But you like, shouldn't be you shouldn't be able to, Pez. You know what? They
1: should. They shouldn't have ever bought the rule in in the first place. I agree. I but agree. If the player doesn't affect the play and they're in the protected zone, even if they're not with an op- opponent. There shouldn't be a 50 meter penalty anyway it's too big a penalty for as such a as i said they should they act. should
0: just make it if the offending team goes in there and goes if the if the offending team goes in there them trying to draw the thing they should just call play on you're in you've impeded the protected zone it's protected just call play on and then and that way we can that, I tell you what, they'll stop doing it because you're bringing your defender straight to straight to your your teammate. It, it but, so but it's should. done. But the AFL shouldn't be able to do this. They shouldn't be able to mid-season change a rule. And I know this one here, they got it wrong, Pez, But imagine if they they've decided out of nowhere, they're like, you know what, change the stand on the mark rule. I'm happy. Yeah, but, but imagine if they change something else, like the holding the ball rule, which they don't blow anyway. Imagine they, they said, you know what, we, we've decided that the they holding... change it nearly every week. <laughs> yeah, I know. Like they officially <laughs> went, we're not going to do it anymore. You can't just change rules midway because some some big wig doesn't agree with it. You know what the AFL are really good at doing? Changing rules on the fly and not
1: telling the public, and oh. then you're watching the round and you're like, oh, by Saturday, the second game on Saturday, you're like,
0: oh, so that's how it's going to be called this week. Oh, it's, it's every time at the football you hear someone saying, you know, oh, come on, umpire, you know, three. I still hear the 360 rule yelled out at the footy. You know, you're allowed to be tackled 720 and and, and more
1: now. <laughs> <laughs> they took away the
0: 360. Rule I know, a I know. But ago. like, you still hear people going out there, which is wrong, considering yeah. the games there for 150 years, we still got so confusion about the hear, rules.
1: You hear commentators say it all the time. I know, I know. There's so much confusion oh, around it. Oh, it, it absolutely sucks. And uh, I did want to point this out. Speaking of commentary on the Saturday night, oh, here we go. <laughs> I, I had to actually leave, so I couldn't watch the end of the Geelong Richmond game. I I tuned in, and I tuned in on Triple M. It was a close game. I oh. didn't I didn't want to change, and uh, Lee Montagna was was calling, yeah. and I don't know who his team was, but he, Triple he, M he
0: used to play for um, St Kilda. Just give a heads up. Yeah, I know. That. <laughs> I don't know who the team he was calling
1: with. But it was the worst radio call <laughs> I have ever heard. I think it would have been a bad call for TV source. Oh. I had no idea what was going on in, in the whole oh thing. Gosh. When Tom Stewart took the intercept mark when I had to rewatch the fourth quarter. Oh, they were
0: just going nuts, were oh. right? Yeah, I thought Richmond had a shot for
1: goal to win the game.
0: What about what about Jack Jack Henry? How did they? Uh, Jack Henry's mark after with not long to go, they were just and yelling. they, they just yell. Uh,
1: they they don't tell you what's happening and don't paint a picture. So that was um, uh, really poor by there. And I
0: just wanted to to mention that. And I'm always potting people sauce because wow. they just Pez don't the seem potter. to get it right. You're just you're just an angry angry person there, Pez. But speaking of uh, getting it wrong, Pez Essendon. I mean, we 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 gave them some credit after a, a feisty win the week before, but, jeez, did they disappoint Friday night. And, and they cost us a little bit in terms of our bet slip, pairs, and it cost I us hope. in our, our winner's comp as well, but they were super disappointing after the performance the week before. I don't know I they've been deforming credit. Hey. I didn't give them any credit for the week before. We didn't do a pod last week. Oh, well. I don't give the Bombers any bloody credit because they are shithouse. That, that was disgusting, Pez. Oh. I was at I was at a pub watching it and just... The fight that they just don't show ever is really, really disturbing. They have the ball. They've got two-meter Peter up there who, you know, cost them and they would
1: have, should have had a seven-goal lead or whatever. But uh, they're up by four goals early in the game. They're playing against the West Coast Eagles who look disinterested. But then when they let West Coast be so efficient going inside fifty, so and there was no defense oh. to put up, uh, it's just like West Coast go, oh, you know what? The crowd's roaring. I'm actually going to... Put, put in some effort and run and try and get the ball and yeah, try and tackle a little bit. And oh, umpiring is horrible over there in the West as we know already. But uh, yeah, it was disappointing, but we we chose the wrong the wrong horse in the end, or the we wrong did, eagle. We did
0: choose the wrong angle, yeah, the, the, the wrong flying object <laughs> in <laughs> that one, Pez. But uh, we, we spoke uh, the week before, Pez. Um, you know, we didn't speak the week before. We were meant to have our pod, but it was probably, probably good because we would have talked up about how close the, the round was in terms of uh, teams in the position, how great of a round of footy was, Pez. I want your thoughts on this. There was so much talk about how the round of footy was, you know, first versus second, third versus fourth, fifth, fifth, seventh or whatever. It was a bit underwhelming, the the game, games, players It wasn't a great round of footy. Well, you had the Geelong-Richmond game. Great game of footy. You had the Port Instant Al- classic Port Adelaide-Gold
1: Coast. It was, eh. it was a eh. good good game in terms of the close score. And then you had the Collingwood-Giants game, which was that a poor was, That first wasn't half. a good game. But that second half, when the Giants were coming, yeah. and it was up and about, there was actually some momentum and things. And I didn't mind watching the Carlton and Fremantle game. Oh, uh, that was actually uh, a really good game. And, and to see Carlton work without their defenders and see them really, you know, pull Fremantle apart away from home and, and get through that defence. So that was really good. Apart from that, all, all other blowouts really and uh, not really interesting
0: games to watch there. Not interesting games to watch at all, Pez. and Speaking of not interesting games to watch, I actually went to the footy Friday night to watch the, the Doggies take on Hawthorne and couldn't work out who I hated more. And... <laughs> uh, I, when you're at the footy, how good is it when you get into a, an unintentional, um, competition or verbal spat with someone? There was without, a blo- without there, knowing, without knowing, yeah. there was a bloke in front of us who was a Western Bulldogs support, uh, supporter, and he was he was very he had a lot of gear on him and whatever, sitting next to my mate talking gear, to him. Hey. Bum bagging, oh yeah, he had the bum <laughs> bag on, had little pom poms, and he's, he had his girl his girlfriend there, and she he put on a, her beanie as well as his. And anyway, so the this bloke next to me, who was uh, one of my mates, we were talking about, um. We're talking about uh, what's his name, uh, Chia from uh, Hawthorn. What's his name? Chia, J- Chia, that's right. Talking about him and how he. he my mate had him in his supercoach and obviously plays for Hawthorne And and he had a, a he had a great kick down forward. and He's like, oh yeah, that's super super coach points. And then every time he got the every time he got the ball, he, he butchered it for the rest <laughs> of the game. The bloke in front of us was like, oh yeah, 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 and continually like clapping towards us, and we're like, oh didn't realize we like we don't neither of us followed Hawthorne or Western Bulldogs. And then I got into a bit of a spat with him because um <laughs> their their young gun for, uh, forward, Yuga And I said to I said to um my mate, I said, I don't think he's taken a mark in his career, like and then every time he took a mark from that game on <laughs> The bike turned around and was like, "Oh, that's the uh, best mark of his career." And I'm like, "Oh my god, oh man, I don't even care." <laughs> it's so good. It's so funny when when fans take stuff personal between private conversations. It was just hilarious. It actually made the game entertaining.
1: Oh, I actually like. I love doing that, and I, I uh, yeah, love staring at the pot. You would too, yeah. You love staring at the pot as well, and uh, you were exactly
0: like me. A couple of times, I was just like, "Oh, yep, there we go, there we go." You just
1: say something just because you want a response sometimes. So that's uh, really really good, but. <laughs> On Twitter at behind the bound, that's where people have had to get on our, our bet slip source uh, with with our units, and uh, we've had a couple of weeks now, so we're not going to obviously review both. It's there at
0: behind um, the bound, but with the amount of units that we've won pairs, we could probably put out a eight or nine year player contract to some AFL players and recruit them to the pod. Eight or nine years. Eight or nine years, I reckon. That's, that's better than some <laughs> contract offers at the moment, isn't it? Luke Jackson, geez. That's a, a decent uh, contract, that one, going around on, on Twitter.
1: Now, yeah, is that is that real? Like 10 plus million? That, for that's, mon- that's monopoly money, Pez. Because that, that can't be real money. If if it is, what's what's he still doing? Oh, Leave be, right now. I'll be leaving right now. <laughs> Go over there, fly pull, over. Put me on ice,
0: coach.
1: Yep. Put me on, on ice. I don't want to do my knee or anything before I sign some big contract. I, there. I,
0: mean, I mean, he's 20 years old, Pez. He's a big boy. I, I, he's not worth that Is he but, but I
1: don't know Is he worth that To Fremantle
0: how, how, how are clubs Still going around With these 7 year contracts Anyway Pez how, how are they still How are they still Doing it Show me one That's worked out Probably the one That's most on track Is probably Petrarca's uh, Outside of that What Locky Lockie Whitfield They've paid for him For 7 years You've got uh, Grundy You've got Franklin Ooh, Grundy's hasn't worked out Like they're, they're not Working out Pez yeah. they're, they're not good deals Well what about Lockie Neal stay Until 2026
1: Inked a new deal well that's not seven years, but that's five years. Yeah. But he was gonna to leave to Fremantle as well. So that's another good one. ron Marshall's not poached from um that trash club The Bombers
0: and he's staying at St Kilda for five years. Well everyone should just do what Geelong do and just pay them like three years just on the on the veteran minimum and uh they can own <laughs> seven or eight pubs down there. Like it's just, just I don't understand what all these clubs don't do it. No one else has all
1: that. Her vicinity down to work. Fremantle
0: mate, they got half a Perth. They could they, surely they could find a little pub out there. Oh, you <laughs> at can the back, at the back. You can have a waffle, share in the waffle team.
1: Nobody wants that. It's not worth anything. No, you'd be better having a breakfast waffle than than actually a football team. <laughs> yeah, well, fair, for new deals, but let's uh, ink some of those new deals and have a look and do a little bit of a
0: review. One
1: as well. Oh, there was no losing this week, Bez. <laughs> well, well, how good. And uh, oh. we, we always talk about how we want to uh, always be accountable for everything. So, round 14, Source, not going to go through it all, but I lost the 2.8 units there, um, and you lost the 5.4 units. So, you had to win it back in 15.
0: I like the way that you're setting up this narrative, Pez. I like the way that <laughs> you're, you're keeping us accountable. You are correct. It was a it was a rough round in round fourteen uh, for 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 me specifically, and uh, but. Uh,
1: Yeah, multiple reasons as well, but we don't want to hide away from it because it could be seen that, you know, we didn't do a pod because we had a losing week, but no. We would have given up
0: after our our third episode. (laughs) We
1: were down a fair bit early. The the losing week's uh, there, done and dusted, but uh, the season keeps on pumping. And uh, in round 15, Source, we had a, a few good little bets going on. So the Melbourne... Uh, And Brisbane game We both had the Clayton Oliver more disposals than Lockie Neal uh, Free money A very easy, easy win Both the two units on that Now my bonus had Charlie Cameron to kick two plus goals He couldn't get anywhere near it Over 159 And Melbourne to win one to
0: 39 And they won by 10 plus goals So no good for me well, when I saw uh, a couple of the laid outs from uh, the Brisbane lads and, and Bailey oh, being out, I, I jumped all over, put an extra fifty on Melbourne at a dollar fifty-seven. Uh, did let it slip down a little bit, but that's that's free money. Like so, you're seventy-eight fifty, loving yep. that. And also I had my uh, my uh, one unit, oh sorry, two units on the. Um, Clayton Oliver to get more than Lockheed Neal.
1: Yeah, and obviously we weren't able to speak about it nah. for the listeners last week, but it was on Twitter at Behind the Bound. So if you it don't works. have a Twitter account, create it, get on there. It, it's out there before the round starts. The next game was the Western Bulldogs versus Hawthorne. Source, and uh, I just realised, like when I was doing the... bet When the intern was doing the... Media, the media, media manager. Media, media manager <laughs> yeah, afterwards.
0: Sleep. Um what that bet was because if I heard it last week on the pod, I would have jumped on it as well. Yeah, I actually had a mate message me uh, after he listened to or obviously saw on Twitter, and he said, "What what betting agency is the uh, Jack McRae to collect more disposals than Diego Amira?" I said, oh, good old uh, money money ball, money line, whatever it's called. And uh, Pez, wow, it was free money. It was, uh, it put $10 on it max, $10 one, had the $3 odds. McRae's Oz. 30 plus every week. Every week. Yeah, you go, Mira, sometimes struggles oh, to get 20. I was, I was a little bit worried in the, in the first four, in the first quarter when they were up and about, Hawthorne, and uh, I think he was on 12 disposals to to McRae's like nine, and then I think, yeah, he got like three more disposals for the rest of the game, but uh, it was easy money, Pez, and uh, that meant straight away, I'm already up uh, two, four, for 4.4 uh, 4. 4 units. Yep, very very good. Um, And what bets 365
1: have bought out is this same game multi. I wasn't able to speak about it last week, but the same game multi has been much approved at 365 because it was absolutely terrible before that. If anyone ever tried to put one on, but I put the the line down from 19 and a half down to 11 and a half and over 148.5 combined total points at a dollar 83 together. So yeah, or are up around the near the dollar 90 mark, two units on that came back in. And my ori- original one that I had with lads, I had the Bulldogs minus 16 and a half had uh, over 149.5 And my third leg under 204.5 source. So I'm absolutely laughing Uh, Heading into that third quarter um, The total match points Ended up on 208 So 4 too many And 85.4th quarter So I, I got that one extremely wrong
0: very, very costly. Very costly, pairs. But
1: you take it. Those are the types of losses you have. I've got a bonus bet for it, and uh, we'll see how that went a little bit later. West Coast versus and We spoke about this. I was on Essendon at the line. I had Jake Stringer for two goals as well in my bonus bet from Tab. He kicked two in the first quarter. Essendon up by 20, but not able to be. West Coast get the win, and that bonus... Uh, Goes in the can.
0: Yeah, I uh, was hoping for a bonus in that fourth quarter performance from Essen. I had them head to head. The uh, pick your own line at 161. The game was like 190 something. Archie Perkins, to get 15 or more? No. They put him up forward um, and he sort of. That's st- 10 disposals. Yeah, or 10 so. disposals. He's hung around there. So uh, the, one of the rare losses this week bears for me. Yeah. One huh? unit.
1: A rare losses, but uh, I see a tick, a tick, and another tick. Carlton
0: versus Fremantle. Moneyball yeah. just giving given away money this week. F- free money. Well, had, in this one, you had to at least uh, you had to do a little bit of work. You had to pick uh, a 50-50 coin flop. Coin flop with <laughs> a coin flip. <laughs> uh, flopping around. <laughs> and Andy Brayshaw or Paddy Cribs to get more disposals. Uh, Pez, this one was free money. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, you still had to pick the right horse, but $2 odds, 50 50 on that one, two units, you're loving life. Yeah, Brayshaw over Cripps. Oh, uh, easy.
1: And you go from there. I had uh, multiple bets on this game because I fell in love with the same game multi-bet, (laughs) 365. I put Carlton plus 24.5. I thought they had a really good chance at the win and under 172.5 points because Fremantle don't play... High-scoring games. Uh, that was a dollar eighty-three. Had a unit on that. Brought that back in, and had a bonus from the week before, under one hundred and sixty-three, but over one hundred and twenty-nine. So a smaller type margin, but got that uh, quite easily as well, and and brought that home.
0: Yes, you you did, Pez. All right, speaking about bringing it home, uh, it was a home game for Geelong, and uh, they took home the chocolates in this one, Pez. I had a three-leg same-game multi, and I had Geelong head-to-head, which was a very, very tough leg in the end. Uh, It was very, very nervous times. I had uh, Tommy Stewart to get 20 or more. Oh, red card, red card. He had uh, 29. (laughs) I would be very upset for that. And my diamond in the rough, Pez, I've spoken about this every single week on the pod with the Geelong are playing. I had Tommy Atkins for 15 or more. He continually gets me a good price, and uh, he had 21. So that was easy money for me. Two units on that one, a nice little return there, Pez. Yeah,
1: my money wasn't so easy. I had my tab uh, bonus bet from the week before from a multi. I put Richmond plus 16 and a half. I thought Richmond had a really good chance to win the game, and under 182. When they're down by six goals early in that second quarter, so I wasn't uh, liking it. Prestia down, concussed, off for the rest of the game. Uh, But Richmond came back. Richmond actually led by 17 points uh, early in that fourth quarter. And uh, amazing scenes happened. And the under got in by about a goal as well. So tick there uh, for that bonus bet and happy days. And then you head to probably the worst
0: Saturday night game any AFL fan would ever watch Sydney versus St Kilda. Well, I steered clear, Pez, uh, in the bet slip, and I wish I'd steered clear viewing wise. The most boring forty point loss. Every goal was just routine out the back. It was just crap. It was it was a hard, hard, hard to watch.
1: Yeah, very, very. Uh, I had uh, a bonus bet from the lads earlier in the week. I put down St Kilda plus forty eight and a half, Sydney minus four and a half. So I thought Sydney would get the win, but I thought it wouldn't be one to thirty nine. It'd be a little bit. Higher than that didn't work out. Under 174 points, no good there for my bonus. Move on to North versus Adelaide. Routine stuff for Adelaide
0: here, who dominated in that first quarter and just took an easy victory. Yeah, won by 57 pairs, and that's about all you want to speak about it. There was nothing really to uh, to talk to. You know, Walker kicked six, Fogarty kicked four. That's about uh, that's about all she wrote. Yeah, uh, the next one you've got
1: Collingwood <laughs> versus GWS, and uh, I was not happy with my bet beforehand because the over uh, over 166. It went down to 160 based on weather at the MCG, and that first half was very, very low scoring.
0: Very low scoring, Pez, and, and uh, I wasn't very happy with my bet either. I thought the over 76.5 just for the GWS at ninety two. I thought that was pretty good considering they're both high scoring teams. The weather was not doing it for me, Pez, and uh, only saved me was a late fourth quarter sa- uh, surge that sort of got them over the end at uh, by 0. 0.5. Oh, they <laughs> 77, did they? 77,
1: you little ripper. <laughs> Beautiful. you got to love that. We headed, headed to the last game <sighs> of the round, Port Adelaide versus Gold Coast. Coast. You had a cheeky. We were kind of head-to-head here. We were. Um, I had Port Adelaide over 84.5, got that easily, over 144 points combined, and the match results to be Port Adelaide, $2.37. I had two units on it, so I needed that to come back in. The only leg you needed... By the looks of things, was Gold Coast to win?
0: It was, yeah. I had uh, Isaac ranking our man to kick two or more goals. He's he he's absolutely well. electric. played Played fantastic. Good little. Uh Good little uh, surge at the ends that he sort of did, and they let that um, they let the lead slip, um, Gold Coast, because they were they were neck and neck this whole game. A lapse in the f- fourth quarter that they sort of let it go, and they weren't able to, to claw its way back. So I escaped with a bonus bet for the cheeky Pez. Uh, so a loss of 0.4 units, but I'll make that back this week.
1: Yeah, well, there you go. So it's better that I won my two unit bet and bought that back in. Exactly isn't right. So I'm
0: thinking. I was thinking of you, Pez.
1: So you, we go to the multi. I lost mine on the Friday night. I had three <sighs> legs. I had Melbourne to win, Bulldogs to win, up up, and then Essendon to win. No good. I used that bonus in the Geelong-Richmond game that week already and got that back, so... Yeah,
0: uh, I, I lost mine in the Friday night, the, the Essendon as well. Uh, the Dogs, Essendon, Swans and Crows, and I will be putting that one down this week, pairs and I'm very happy with that placement as well.
1: Excellent. So uh, in round 15, I put uh, 13 units out, so I staked 13 units. We know we're speaking in units now. I returned 17.72 units for a profit of 4.72 units, so... Uh, I don't know if I'm happy with that or not, but you've you've got to be happy with any sort
0: of profit. You're not happy with the profit? Oh, I would have liked a little bit more from some of the biggest biggest company choosers, mate. But yeah, yeah. Well, I I mean, you know, I'm glad that we're not doing money anymore because we staked twelve point. I staked twelve point eight units. You staked thirteen, well over the the two (laughs) hundred rule. Uh, But I returned eighteen point nine nine units pairs. A nice little profit of six point one nine units. You know, my my unit's twenty five dollars. So I was sitting very nicely (laughs) with some profit there. You've, you've got it
1: there. Year-to-date uh, looking. I've put out 143 units over the 16-round source. Return 204.78 units for a profit or loss of 61.78 units. So whatever your units is, multiply it by 61. And uh, there you go. There's your, there's your money.
0: Why multiplying by 61? Whatever your units are. Oh, okay. Yep, sorry. <laughs> you right. could have one dollar so, units. You okay. could have five dollar yep, units. Up Sixty-one bucks. Look yep. at you go. <laughs> well, big spender. Uh, I staked for the year one hundred and seventeen point two four units and returned one hundred and thirty-seven point six units. A profit loss pairs of twenty point three six units. And I guess Pez, We, we always said the ten percent rule of the ROI. What's a good unit um thing to be looking for? I guess what do we do? You want to be be in the positive unit wise. <laughs> you want to be in the positive. Yeah, here? but we always say that we aim for we aim for ten percent. I guess for this one, what what are we aiming for profit? It was. It's ten units. No, I guess it's uh,
1: personal. Uh, whatever you want, uh, aim aim as high as you want. But but I need a uh, benchmark, Pez It's my second week doing it, and uh, I'm still trying to get my head oh, around I'll it. I'll get back to you. I'll get back to you next okay. week with a okay. with a benchmark. Depending on how many units you put
0: out, you'd wanna you wanna see. You can work out your little ROI there anyway. You can. not All right. Speaking of ROI, let's get into uh, the bet slip for this week. The fact that the size of the bets was relatively small. Our bets with an opportunity
1: about 50 metres out! I was with a mate and um we were getting getting sort of ready to leave and he, he said um, I think I'm gonna whack ten on on Maxi, do you want do you
0: want some as well or not? All right, Pez. Uh, definitely notice that you're not uh, up and about. And you haven't bought the uh, the well, the excitement for this round. So hopefully you can get through the uh, the specials for this round and bring some a uh, little bit more pep, Pez. Alexander takes a special and goes bang. You oh, go, just you'd a little return want, for you. Uh,
1: <laughs> everyone two weeks ago, you've got... that. <laughs> is that better? <laughs> I, ho- I hope that's not comparable <laughs> to the way that we've done the show so far. <laughs> now, you've got uh, Sportsbet the same thing with the bet returns. They're, they're really good early in the year, sports bet, but they uh, let you down towards the uh, second half of the year. Ladbrokes, still the same. They've got uh, one refund per day this week, which is good. $2 lines, multis and things like that. Ned's kind of the same. They've got a 20-plus early payout at half time. Uh, Bet365 always the same the 32 point early payout and the multi offer you've got tab so they've got the the 3 plus leg head to head special which is still one of my favourite specials to be around and I hope it's with us for the rest of the year they've got 4 plus legs in your same game multi before you can get a bonus Uh, Thursday night lights $2 $2 bonus, but for
0: each goal, your team kicks. If you can get in
1: a venue, Source and You can get, get in get a the, venue. Get the venue and go from there. We'll see how we go. I'm going to
0: try again this week to get in the venue. I didn't, haven't been able to, but I am going away for the weekend and yeah. hope to spend most of the time in the pub, so fingers crossed. Hopefully you can do that and
1: activate that. Moneyball, they've got the same game multi-offer. Minimum odds of $3, though, so a little bit different to the other ones. Uh, Lions versus Bulldogs. One of the first four. Max bet only $10. It's paying 4 bucks. Joe Danaher or Aaron Norton? to kick one of the first four goals in the Lions-Bulldogs clash. Blues versus Saints uh, Friday night, head-to-head max bet of $10, singles only. Patrick Cripps to collect more disposals than Jack Steele in his second game back, paying $3. You can't actually go the other way around, which I, I like them offering both because you get to actually choose. Horse, yeah. um, but they've actually given you the, the it's person Similar to you. the
0: one though, last week where they had the O'Meara one. So yeah. I'm you, you, you're glad that they couldn't back both it of is. them. you
1: take that blue bet, they've got the multi-bonus offer footy bet Alpha, they don't have the 12 plus at half time anymore. No, I, I just
0: noticed that last week when I was waiting for my little notification to go off yeah. uh, at half
1: time when Geelong was up by 12. It didn't happen. <laughs> didn't happen. Ooh, and the, <laughs> Lucky they got the win yes. in the end there. Um, Goals galore $3.57. Plus, goals between Kerno and Max King on Friday night. Or the Astronauts. Uh, you've got. Yeah, which a, took us
0: a little while to work out what <laughs> Astronauts are, is. <isn't laughs> we, um, we
1: were looking at this like, why is it Astronauts? Aaron Norton and Lockheed Neal. We knew it was Norton. Norton. We were just trying yeah, to work yeah, out yeah, the Astro. So we thought. Um, I was saying Lucky Armstrong <laughs> Lockie or Armstrong. whatever
0: it was. But then it was just, like, no, nah, it's not Lucky Armstrong. It's like Neil Armstrong. i be like, ah. Neil Armstrong. I wasn't yeah. actually. You were more like yeah. that. <laughs> 45 plus disposals, three
1: plus goals, uh, $3. So pretty horrible there as well. But there's our specials and uh, our bet slip is incoming for round 16.
0: It is incoming, pairs and coming in nice and hot. We start things off with Thursday night footy. Which we love, Pez. Uh, up at the Gabba, this one. Brisbane taking on the Western Bulldogs. Odds have already shortened, Pez, since we started the pod. Uh, originally, it we're $1.40. They're in now to $1.34. Uh, the Lions, 3.18. The Doggies, Outsiders, minus 17.5. The Lion has also jumped. That was 15.5. And, and the over-under, 174.5, Pez. The Lions, uh, they have to bounce back after that disappointing last week. Oh, you... The words out of my mouth. It's a bounce back oh, situation here to be, at home to be. at the Gabba.
1: Bulldogs disappointing in that first quarter uh last week against Hawthorne. Zach Bailey, Dane Zorker come back in, which is part a of the huge reason. In. It's huge in. Part of the reason why it's come in about 10 cents. And they've got a debutante, the Bulldogs. So Dominic Bedendo comes oh, yeah. in. Caleb Daniel is injured. So it's a big injury as well. Um, Ed Richards got injured last week as well, so he is out. So big outs for the Bulldogs, big ins for the Lions. I like the Lions to win the game. I've put a three-league same-game multi with Ladbrokes. I've gone uh, the Bulldogs, total game points to be under 80.5. I think the the Brisbane Lions really dominate um, them in the midfield. They put the pressure on, and their defence will hold up well against the Bulldogs this week, and total game points will be under 205 because if the Bulldogs hit under... Uh, Brisbane should not score 130, 140 odd either, and have a comfortable, you know, five goal win, and uh, get that two dollar nineteen up. I'll put the the one unit on that, and hoping to get uh, more than that back.
0: Yeah, I struggled to, to find value in this game, Pez. I was looking for a three leg same game multi because you know when you're multiing stuff up, you want that dollar forty mark. The Lions to win, I, I believe that's a guaranteed. So the dollar thirty four was was sitting there nicely, or dollar well, forty when I first like, started looking for it, but trying to find more uh, goal scorer markets or disposal markets. I really struggled. Like, you know, Joe Danaher to kick two or more goals, thirty six. It's not worth taking the punt. So I just stuck with the, the Moneyball uh, special. And uh, either Joe Danaher or Aaron Norton, so the astronauts in that one. No? No? No. Can we do maybe Joe Danaher? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. All right, uh, well, kick, it to, them. to kick one of the first four goals, uh, and I've put point four unit pairs uh, the ten dollar zero one on that yep. one, and hopefully I can get that back uh, if the ball goes forward to the dogs. He's the only person's going to be kicking goals for them. Uh, Brisbane is where I struggle because they've got uh, multiple ways to kill you.
1: Now, so we're pretty good on harping on things all, all the time, and we're going to harp on it again because uh, Sportsbet has been one of the leaders a been. few years ago in terms of. Yeah, uh, they they made everyone else do it pretty much. the, the possessions 20 plus 25 plus yep. they had 15 plus disposals uh yep. when the game was shortened as well which was amazing some companies still do but the odds are absolutely horrendous anytime goal scorer two plus goals three plus goals absolutely ridiculous for example toby green this week a dollar 50 to kick three plus goals it's pretty it, hard he's to kick a three plus
0: 13 goals. to kick two or more pairs. a dollar 13 how that stupid should be
1: guaranteed how stupid is that a dollar 13 someone to win you their line's going to be about minus forty six and a half or something.
0: So, the, uh, it's well, well, I'll give you the example. Melbourne is a dollar fifteen to beat Adelaide, I and mean, they're saying it's that sort of odds for line? him to kick to thirty nine and a half, something like that. Oh, the line for that game Pez, is thirty two and a half. yeah. So, so Melbourne are going to win easily. They they say the bookies. So it's a thirty point favourite. That's like in those sort of comparable terms, that Toby, Toby, Toby Green's going to kick two or more. So Ridiculous.
1: you can't do it, and kudos to the people that still do it on Twitter and put their little uh, same-game multis out with the the multiple legs, five-plus, six-plus legs, and uh, if they can win doing it, congrats to you. But I rarely put disposal or goal kickers in
0: my bets anymore. Well, I've done a couple this week, Pez, because you've got to find the value. And, and do you know where the value is? Is some of these, like, the... the um, the not tested horses, I guess what you mean is they haven't done multiple runs. You're looking for those those younger players a bit trying to break through and you can find them. Second, or third, second or third forward. Second or third forward stand up. That, that's where and you're Daniel McStake kicking two, yeah, something but, like that. But again, you, you can't really put a lot of research behind it because they're still young. They're untested. You're not sure. But anyway, let's get on to that game that we spoke about, Pez. Uh, the last one. Uh, we've already sort of gone through the odds. Uh, Adelaide versus Melbourne, five fifty outsiders. The Crows. The uh, oh, I've skipped a game there, Pez. That's all right. We can skip it. We, we skipped a few games there, Pez. My, I, I slid down. I looked. obviously looked down there to try and find the odds. I'm happy to skip. Let's this get game. back, Pez, because this game is going to be an absolute beauty. Uh, the Friday of Pez, first of July. We're hidden into the uh, hidden into the the bulk of the season. The last what eight rounds? Eight rounds. Here we go. Carlton taking on St Kilda. This is going to be an absolute... Uh, it's going to be something, Pez. Uh, $1.54 <laughs> favourites are the Blues. Two forty three Outsiders are the Saints. Minus nine and a half. Carlton favourites over 162 and a half. Pez, battle at the Dome. <sighs> this is tough. Oh, this...
1: It was looking as a really promising game the other week when they were both contending for yeah. top four. Saints out of the eight uh, with a couple of really horrible performances. Uh, I don't know what they're doing with the the coaching staff down there and the game plan uh, and their ball inside 50. I guess when you've got your, your forward Max King there just sitting there hoping for the ball up on his head and it's, it's pretty easy to defend if uh, the opposition are onto it, which they should be by now. They need to do some more blocks. They need to get on the lead. They need to do what you know Geelong do. Uh, get Cameron and Hawkins on the lead. They get the the Brad Close and players like that. They get easy marks inside 450. St Kilda don't do that. And they're going to struggle to do that against Carlton. I've stayed away from a result because I'm hoping for a miraculous comeback to form (laughs) somehow. I hope Paddy Ryder and Bradley Hill come back into the side. We won't know until tomorrow night. But I've gone with Neds because I can get um, on the Friday, I can get one uh, bonus back. Over 134 points, alternate points, which doesn't matter, that leg at all. Over 164.5 points, which is the actual total game points that I got on, and under 194.5. So a 30-point window source gets me odds of $2.90. I've put a unit on it, and I can hope that it falls in between there, and that the score can represent something better than the last two weeks for St Kilda.
0: Yeah, that's a decent little b- bet there, Pez. It's a good t- for you to stay away from the actual uh, the result there and just just play with all the other alternate things. Um, but I've gone uh, two bets in this game, Pez. I've gone um, the point four unit with the money ball, Patchy, Paddy Cribs to collect more disposals than Jack Steele. As we said in the last one, you, you know, the one previously, you had the, the choice to back either horse. I don't mind where they've taken it away here. I reckon Paddy Cribs can get this done. There'll be a lot of movement through that midfield and he's in ripping form this year. And, and as you said, the Carlton are actually creating a lot of different things for him and they've got a lot of players getting over that 20 mark because they continually just use that ball use that ball use that ball so i think that gets done i've put 0.4 units on that because that's all that will let me and i've also put another bet down in that game pez uh i've done a three leg same game multi i've got carlton for the win as i said the dollar 50 mark that's a that's a really good little uh topper for um for your multi. I've gone George Hewitt to get twenty-five or more disposals. He is absolutely killing it this year. It's only fallen well. under there like three or four times. And he's sitting the about the dollar thirty mark, which is pretty decent. Dollar thirty, dollar forty mark.
1: Yeah, I don't like But it.
0: see what I mean, Pez? It's like I'm talking about that's like it's something decent, and it's actually not when you no, look looking at the, no. the comparative years. But in terms of b- boosting up the multi, that's where I like to be. As well as I've put a pick your own alternate points in there. 153 and a half. I think this game is high scoring. I think both those teams play well at um, at Eddie Had and they, they like the ground there it will be high scoring that gives me uh odds of three bucks pairs and i've put two units on that one i like your last leg sauce <laughs> i like your last
1: leg because i've got over 164 but uh now we can go into those saturday games and uh maybe start with what essendon sydney
0: uh, i might start with essendon sydney i'll just uh well the 145 time slot would naturally make sense pairs but you know i'm a little bit crazy with those things uh Normally, when I'm unorganised, but anyway, we take the Bombers taking on the Swans. Pez, three dollar thirty. Sorry, three dollar nineteen. Uh, outsiders are the Bombers. Dollar thirty six. Favorites are the Swans. The line is minus seventeen and a half. Of course, in favour of the Swans. And the over under one sixty seven and a half. Pez, the Bombers were disappointing last week. They uh, take on the uh, the Swans. Can they bounce back at the MCG?
1: Look. Uh It hurts me to say this, but they can. And the reason that they can is not because of their skill set or anything like that. It's because of the Sydney Swans. And can you really trust the Sydney Swans to win the games that they're meant to win? Year after year, source, they lose games and drop games that they don't need and then finish in the bottom half of the eight, finish outside the eight. So Sydney, sitting on nine wins, a healthy percentage at 119.5, they really need to win uh, to get their 10th win and to stay in touch with that top four because Sydney dropped a game to, to Gold Coast, who have been playing well, but there's games that they shouldn't lose. This is one of them. At the MCG against a very piss-poor Essendon footy club this season, uh, Sydney just need to get the job done. I don't have a bet in it uh, because you, you never know what's going to happen with Essendon at the MCG, uh, especially with a Sydney Swans team that don't seem to have the heart to, to bury sides when they need to.
0: Yeah, I, I've... St- Stayed away from this one, Pez. I I, I didn't mind the line at the start, uh, but I thought this game was actually going to be played at Marble, and that's when I like the Swans at Marble because I think it suits their sort of gameplay. I think that it's a quick pass, a pace sort of ground. At the MCG, it brings questions for both teams. I don't think both of these teams play enough games here. You know, Essendon only play against those bigger sides, and and when they're playing those bigger games, it's not normally the ground that's the advantage. It's that high, you know, that big crowd. The you know, Anzac Day, those sort of games. Uh, Sydney at the MCG historically are terrible. I think their their, their record is, you know, played two hundred and thirty three games. there. they've won ninety seven. Is, uh, over their history at the MCG, which is not great. Um, so I'm steering clear with this one. I guess if I was taking a lean, I don't mind the line at any other venue, but the MCG really, really throws me off.
1: Well, I'm looking at the 17.5 the line there, but Sydney's total points, 91.5. So I would, I'd probably lean the under of uh, Sydney total points because yeah. they can still get the win. 80 points or so and, and still get a comfortable win and, and be under that 91
0: depending on Sydney really need this win they really need this win to, to sort of you know join that pact at the moment they sit as a 6th best side and that's where they're sitting and they really need to join in there they should be they should be where Fremantle and Carlton are and, they can and be at the so moment they are a grade below them they they've, really need this win and they need to
1: flog Essendon they've lacked in quarters sauce and and they've lacked in games that yep. they they're just meant to win. So
0: this is a game they're meant yep. to win. Uh, they need to make a statement. I mean, they're still very young, but uh, but you know they should be taking advantage of this. And we sh- we shouldn't be having that sort of that acceptance pass that we gave Brisbane a couple of years ago it when they they're should. like, oh, they're young, they'll be here next year. We've seen how how much growth there has been in a short term for the rest of the year for the rest of the teams. They've got enough experience. Exactly right.
1: They're they're ready to go. There's
0: no no waiting for and it. And they need to make a statement. All right, we've already talked about this game, Pez. Uh, Adelaide taking on Melbourne at Adelaide Oval. Uh, the Crows, 550 outsiders. fifteen favourites are the Ds. 32.5 is the line and the over-under 161.5, Pez. The Ds do this easy, surely. Uh, you you would think so but was it was it last year
1: they went over to Adelaide and uh, Adelaide had the upset well, they did actually uh, yes. over over Melbourne and that was, was early on
0: too that was like round two or three you
1: would not expect it at, at that point so Adelaide have done it before I'm steering clear of this I think the odds are too low the the 40 plus market for Melbourne uh, way too low they they're sitting on the highest percentage in the league 139 but you don't really remember Melbourne. You know, kicking the shit out of anyone. They, they kick the shit won't. out of them in
0: one quarter. and yeah. That's normally like a 40-point quarter.
1: So they beat Brisbane by 63. They've given up 30-point uh, leads in multiple times this year. And uh, Adelaide bring the effort at home. Uh, anything can happen. I'm not... Not going near this one.
0: Yeah, I, I'm steering clear as well, Pez. Uh, the line is a little bit too high for me. I think Adelaide at home, uh, they seem to play quite well at home. Uh, you know, Tex Walker, he, he's been in incredible form. Darcy Fogarty has been all right up there as well. Melbourne, I mean, they've had one good week in the last five. I'm not backing a horse who's won one race in the last away from home. five. Away from home at $1.15. So steering clear for, for me, Pez, uh, as we get on to the next game. Next game is my cats taking on North Melbourne. This will be a snooze fest, and I'll be tuning into the Gold Coast Collingwood game, which is on at the same time, pairs. But I'll go through it uh, for all those uh, North supporters that somehow have uh, must be their first time listening because you haven't potted them <laughs> once. So dollar one favourites are the Cats. Nineteen dollar outsiders are North Melbourne. Minus sixty five and a half is the line, and the over under one sixty and a half pairs, which is really um interesting considering the line is sixty five and a half. <laughs> so you're going to have a 65-point a win, dare, dare say,
1: but you're going to be under 160. So that means that North Melbourne aren't going to score
0: very many points, according to the bookies there. And yeah, but Geelong can pile it on. To have a 60-point, they're normally going to be in control the whole game.
1: North are going so poorly, sourced that their team total points is sitting at 47.5. <laughs> so what I've done, to have some interest in this game, i put out a unit, i put a Ladbrokes uh, with the one one leg fail, get his money back. Uh, under 47.5 total game points for North Melbourne, so they're going to kick less than, what, eight goals. <coughs> I've put Geelong Cats to win the race to three goals. And i have put under 190.5, because if North score 47 or less, I can't see Geelong scoring... You know, 150 160 170 by themselves. It can happen, but that's what I'm banking on this week. $2.12, put a unit on it just so I can have a little bit
0: of interest on the secondary screen there. Yeah, I mean, th- that's all you're doing it for, isn't it? Just a little bit of interest in the secondary screen to have it up there. You have to watch it
1: anyway. I, I like barracking against... North in any way that I can, and uh, (laughs) under 47.5 seems like a good way to
0: do that. Yeah, Pez, uh, I've really struggled betting on Geelong this year because every time I pick the wrong forward to kick three or more goals, and Pez, I think I've got it right this year. You kicked both. You pick both surely I've, I've got the right forward this time I've gone with uh, You know Obviously I've been tossing up Between Cameron or Hawkins Brian with a G Nah I've gone <laughs> with Stengel Stengel <laughs> to kick three or more goals He's in all Australian form Pairs What a return to football he's had And we're not talking about this enough The comeback kid Like a, What what an incredible season he's had Perfect missing piece For Geelong's forward line He, he never
1: couldn't play footy Oh no no, no but the, like to, to get him on the park the and thing. get him
0: consistently playing And you know what down in Sleepy Hollow, getting him out of trouble as well, perfect,
1: perfect spot oh, for he him. He spends all his weekends doing whatever he wants down at all these different pubs in the back room, the secret room, no one can see, no oh, phones out. He's so in He's
0: in Paddy Dangerfield's club, and when he gets kicked out of there, he goes over to Jeremy Cameron's club, yep. gets kicked out of there, over to Tomahawks' You can have a private room where phones are <laughs> taken from the He's probably got case. his own pub actually <laughs> up there. Actually. <laughs> he, he probably does, but, um, yeah, but I've gone and one, that. three or more goals, I've, I've multied it up there. So I've gone with a three-league same going multi, I've I, gone I haven't seen Cats. Sorry. Oh, you haven't finished. I haven't yeah, finished. I was,
1: mate. I'm still talking about Stengel. I haven't seen anyone more comfortable snapping the ball around
0: his body from 45 plus meters out. Can, can we, we backtrack actually to the Richmond, the Richmond game? He hit in the last quarter, the one that Jack Henry marks. He hits that footy 45 out. At full pace, and he somehow had Snaps the balance to be able body. to snap around his body, and then that ball go another thirty thirty um say thirty <laughs> kilometers <then>. decent <laughs> decent roost, but another thirty meters. That, that's incredible. When forwards when forwards kick from
1: forty five out in the set shot, and they don't do the snap because they can't make yeah. the distance. But
0: Stengel got it but easily he's, he's on the hit, run. He's hit that on the run, full pace, avoided someone somehow has enough poise and balance to be able to smack it around his body and go 30, 30 metres and set crafty, up the game winning. Very crafty. Great pickup. great induction. Yeah, great Spent induction. a lot of time with Eddie Betts, I reckon. Oh, definitely, definitely. Anyway, back to to back to my bets, Pez, not the Eddie bets of this one, but it, you could cl- call it the Eddie Betts of the podcast because this is going to be absolutely special to watch. Tyson uh, to kick three or more, as I mentioned. Geelong to win the first quarter. Good odds pairs, dollar twenty. That's actually not bad uh, odds considering it a dollar $1. one favourite to break open the game. Take it. And I've taken a 50-50 punt pairs. I've picked uh, the first half to be the highest scoring half. Um, I don't know why it was. It was a dollar ninety. Nothing, nothing behind dollar, it. Just nothing the, behind just it. I, I, I needed something to bump it up. That's. Uh, I think the other two legs are guaranteed. That gives me odds of four dollars thirty three pairs, and Jeez. I've chucked one unit on that one.
1: All right. Yeah, you take that and uh, watch that on your secondary screen. Yeah, uh, I might be watching that, watch that one because
0: I'm, I'm actually happy. I'm going away for the weekend. I'm going to the Gold Coast. Uh, I might actually go to the footy actually this weekend. Oh. Probably not. The misses won't like that at all. <laughs> but uh, anyway, speaking of the the Gold Coast Suns, uh, definitely my mistress, Pez. I don't mind. I don't mind the the Gold Coast Suns. They're they're good to watch. They're they're starting to build something up there. And uh, this will be a real big test to show where both of these teams are, Pez. Geelong, oh, sorry, Gold Coast taking on Collingwood. Gold Coast come in favourites, surprisingly, at a dollar seventy eight, considering how you know Collingwood are one win off being in second spot uh, or second spot uh, points wise. Two dollar eight favourites are sorry outsiders are the Pies. Minus three and a half is the line over under. 143 and a half pairs. The Gold Coast Suns, are they the real deal? No. Um, but at home source. At home. Metricon Stadium, yes, they have they, like they have there.
1: impressed, and they didn't lose any friends uh last week in their performance against Port Adelaide. <laughs> didn't uh, lose any there. friends? Well that was good. <laughs> they didn't lose any friends from <laughs> they the p- hunting because they've They've gone in as favourites yeah, against Collingwood, which is huge because huge. you'd expect that line to come in because all the Collingwood Nuffies go out there and, you know, pile it on their, their team as well. So if you are going to go on the Gold Coast Suns, just hold off a, a little bit for, for team news and things like that. But I, I think this could be a, a crack. You don't know which Collingwood uh, side's going to come out. Uh, I do <laughs> like in Gold Coast favour that Mason Cox is getting a regular spot um, in, <laughs> in the team. Uh, Marbia trolls actually... Been oh, impressive with yeah, his one of the recruits of the season. Oh, uh, he's unbelievable with his ability not only in the air and set shot goal kicking this year, but his ability when the ball hits the floor yep. uh, to actually get down there, pick it up, and, and make the right decision. He, so he's, he's been uh, playing really well he, gets, as well.
0: he gets a lot of the out the back goals similar to Jeremy Cameron, but he's a yeah. lot more crafty with it. Like, he's yeah. a lot well, I mean he's a lot more mobile than uh, Jeremy Cameron, <laughs> the old sloth. He's,
1: he's, <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's getting in a lot of um, good positions, but I've gone just alternate handicaps Collingwood plus 27 and a half. Yeah, Gold Coast plus twenty four and a half. Loving it. I think it'll be close, and then over one hundred twenty six point five points, which I think can happen at Metricon there. And uh, two dollars fourteen, put a unit on it.
0: I like that one, uh go. I like that one because I think it's also going to be close. I think that uh, I think Gold Coast's. I think they they like to win those games up there. They're, they get up and about. <laughs> they, they, they like they, it. They do. They do. They, you know, you like to create a fortress. They've been talking about this for years, Pez. We keep saying that the Gold Coast Fortress, and they're starting to get some very winnable games up there. I've gone to a three-league same-game multi-Pez uh, with one of my bonus bets, and it's a little bit uh, cheeky. A little bit cheeky. You knew it was coming. Yeah, was coming? I've gone uh, Gold Coast 1 to 39. I think, as you said, it's a close game. I think that they, they keep it close and, and they get the, the chocolates for this one. That's really good odds at $2.32. Isaac Rankine to score two or more goals. He's sitting $2.10, Pez. I think that's great money. Okay. That's really good money. And then I've gone Marble Chol. Uh, I don't know how this worked, but I've gone him three or more goals. And somehow my odds went from uh, $3 something up to like $10.50. So that is absolutely loving it. I've put my uh, 0.4 unit bonus bet on that one, Pez. Well, there's five goals $10 for it. 50. Five goals for the Gold Coast there that you've mm-hmm. you've put on, so it's helped out with your odds there.
1: But uh, very cheeky uh, with that bonus, and we'll enjoy that match, which is probably
0: one of the, the matches I look forward to on the weekend. It will be, it will be. Gold Coast has been good to watch, Peds. They're, they're good, they're, and they're starting to ink some of those those names as well. They reckon ranking's close to it. They got uh, your mate King. He signed up obviously long yep. term. Ainsworth was there. They've was got Toop the, Miller. Lakosha's signed, signed as up well? as well. Yeah. They're building yeah. a nice little force up there. Very good when considering everyone already. left. A few years back. Imagine, imagine the, the side they'd be if they kept everyone. They were I mean, Yeah, you y- can. You what can
1: do that, but they're never going to keep everyone. No, but um, they
0: didn't keep anyone, which was the problem for so many years. Exactly right. All right, speaking of keeping um, the list together, pairs, we get on to the Sunday games, the West Coast Suns. Oh, the West Coast Suns, Ooh. sorry, the West Coast Eagles. Loves the Suns. Uh, you, thought, you thought they were the Suns with some of the lineups they've put this year, just a bunch of no-name players. They take on Richmond. Last time these teams played, Richmond absolutely polarised them in Perth, 100-plus points. They take, come in as favourites $1. twelve. The bookies think something similar in this one, Pairs $6.40 outsiders the West Coast Eagles minus 13, 38 and a half and over 172 and a half pairs I haven't got much to report in on this one this is, should be pretty routine for Richmond
1: yeah but West Coast are a much stronger side than they did put out over there against Richmond but uh, 38 and a half, is that still the line is that 38 and a half, yeah um, so it's a kind of a, a tricky line you'd, you'd back Richmond in uh, any time but I haven't included it in my little same game multi here source I think Richmond will win uh, very easily West Coast could put up a fight. They've got uh, a couple of forwards and a couple of those uh, midfielders who can who run through there and are actually starting to care. Or I don't know if it was just last Friday night against the really poor Essendon side. So we'll see this week. But I've got Richmond to win the match. I've got Richmond to win the most quarters. So you can't just win two quarters. You have to win three out of four to win the yep, most. Okay. Uh, so it gets you...
0: Better odds there. Is that, sorry, is that, that's not leading at the quarters? That is the, like, the total points. But if each Every quarter broken to down zero. to its own. Yep. Yep. Okay. And you've got to win the most quarters. So, uh,
1: and then team total points for Richmond over 105.5. So they're going to score 106 or more. They've got to win the match and they've got to win the most quarters. That's $2.10
0: odds. I've put two units on that one because I'm, I'm pretty happy with it. Yeah, you, you should be happy with that one, Pez. Um, I haven't really found anything in this game. The line for me, I would have, if it was a little bit higher, it sounds so silly, if it was a little bit higher, it would have been leaning towards west coast. If it was sitting about that 45, half mark. i would probably have been looking towards that. Uh, but, you know, you look at the 1 to 39, the Tigers, 245, and the 40 plus, ninety-four. The bookies can't, don't know where this is going to go either. I'm steering clear. Um, and, and yeah, just steering clear for it, Pez. Yeah, you, you do that we've got uh, a couple of games on the Sunday to go we do uh, this one will be uh, an interesting one I think the bookies have this, uh, misread this one completely Pez GWS taking on Hawthorne $1.47 uh, favourites are the GWS Giants they definitely have that part right Pez uh, I think they should be a lot lot shorter than that Hawthorne have been um, they've lost 7 of their last 8 bears. they've been pretty disappointing the last you know, couple of months Hawthorne coming outsiders at $2.71 minus 11.5 is the line that's creeped in already and the over under one Forty-four and a half pairs The the Hawks. I don't know why people are still putting this team as a, as a thereabouts team. They've been flogged the last the last month, uh, last two months by
1: seven out of eight. But yep. I think um, I can answer that question for you. And why people still rate Hawthorne is I think they put up patches of footy uh, in nearly every game. So last week in the first quarter, they, they led by five goals against the Western Bulldogs. They've they've uh, moved the ball. Beautifully through the middle. They put on good pressure and they've uh, taken marks inside forward 50 uh, to kick good set shots. You you look at the list and people see the young players and they go, yep, all right, this Hawthorne team is up and coming. They've had a couple of good wins this year. And I think that's why we are getting some decent odds for the GWS Giants this week. Now, I'm steering clear in this. It will be in a a later bet, my GWS one at the moment. But for the actual game, I'm going to wait for the weather. Uh, it is Wednesday at the moment. This is a Sunday game. It says 16 with a chance of rain uh, in New South Wales near the Giants Stadium looking at the weather radar. I'm not a weather person. I need, yep. some, need some help with that. But uh, I am going to wait until maybe Friday or Saturday and when I see a clearer pitcher, hopefully the line doesn't move too much not in my favour, and I'll be hammering the GWS minus in this.
0: Yeah, I love the GWS line in this one, even despite the weather. I'm not waiting for Jane Bunn, pairs. I'm pulling the trigger early. Got my bonus bet uh, from Tab last week, uh, the $50, the two units, pairs, GWS minus 11.5. I think that they'll pile it on. They love that home ground. And you're right, they they do play patches here and then, pairs, but their fall away and the brand of footy that they changed to is really, really disappointing. They absolutely changed their style of gameplay. They did that against the doggies. Too many adjustments when teams start to come back. As you'll See from a rookie coach, and obviously, he's a very, very smart man, yeah, and their coach. But uh, Mitchell, you know, he just still needs to, the credit under his belt to be able to get those things moving. I've gone that paired in with a two-league same-game multi-pairs, Jesse Hogan to kick two or more goals. He's done it over the last month, two or three times. I think it? he gets that done, so that gives me odds of two dollars sixty pairs. And I've put my two-unit bonus bet on that one,
1: yep. So, win that back in a little bit more. And uh, heading to the final game, we've got uh, Twilight
0: Fremantle versus Port Adelaide. Yeah, I don't mind Fremantle in this last time slot uh, of the the round because it's a nice little, you know, 5.50 back here, back home in Melbourne. You're chilling on the couch, you know, you're sort of getting ready for the work weekend. I mean, not us this week, but uh, you are getting ready for (laughs) back into work. You watch the Dockers play and they play an exciting brand of footy. They come in favourites dollar $1.42 at SBS Stadium. Port Adelaide Power, 290 Outsiders, minus 15.5, over, under, total game points, 153.5 pairs. Port Adelaide need this win to keep their season alive, or is their season just dead already?
1: Oh, well, they they cost themselves early in in the year, didn't they? They came back against Carlton at the G, could have won that game. Uh, and a few other ones that they probably are kicking themselves with their poor 0 and 5 or 0 and 6 start to the year. Um, I'm steering clear, it's too early for me uh, in this one on a late Sunday afternoon. Uh, I need to see the teams. I think Freeman will have a focus on their team defence this week because they did get exposed they a little did. bit last week. Uh, and the midfield battle should be a, a decent one as well. So, Leah, Leah back in that side as well for multiple weeks now. Uh, a side with him there are different sides. Solid down in defence and some of the players that they've actually brought back in they actually do look like a much better side and when they get the clearance and run they go there but the Gold Coast showed last week that they can get opened up the other way so if Fremantle are able to cut through the midfield and and do that and move the ball forward at a a good pace over there which they like to do uh, Fremantle should win the game
0: yeah very Quite a nice little analysis there you've gone, Pez. With, with, with no bet. <laughs> with no bet. I didn't mind that at all. I might just uh, sit here in all Pez, uh, with, on that bet. Oh, Jesus. Uh, the, totally agree with what you said. The, the Port Adelaide have put in a couple of blokes uh, into that midfield. You know, Rosie going into that midfield has really you know, put a nice little... Pretty much won them the game last week. Yeah, very much so. And, and it's good that they're starting to utilise those players. The problem was they had so much talent. They didn't know where to play everyone. Pau Peppers in, in, in career best form. Uh, form. And uh, speaking of uh, erections, you know, Bonner, he's been playing well as well, mate. The, the old Bonner. Now, to add to my point, Sam pepper. you said he's playing well. He, he is playing well.
1: He was on the verge of getting traded or delisted yeah. from Port Adelaide. And I never knew why because I always thought, you know, he's a hard nut. Hard he's nut, really good yeah. up forward. I couldn't find one to play him. But watching him on the weekend, and I'm going to watch him more closely and I'm not going to make an outlandish statement oh. here, he is – <laughs> At the moment, I think he may not be a very clean footballer and not in terms of dirty plays, in terms of fumbly and picking up the ball. um, I know the impact that he's trying to have and the hardness,
0: but I think I can see the reason why they were going to get rid of him. I mean, he has been a lot cleaner over the last or uh, well, this year specifically, But remember when we used to we used to have him there when we remember the days when he could put fifteen or 15 more touches, plus? and they were like a dollar sixty. We used to watch him closely, and the amount of times that he'd get close to it and whatever, and he'd sort of. You're right; he does come through the pack quite sporadically, you know. And sometimes he sits in the right spot to receive it, but then what he does with it, he's fumbly. He doesn't handle. lift him he, up he, forward as that pressure
1: player, and line. I think that's
0: where it suits him a lot better. And he gets the ball out of bounds, but there's so
1: many opportunities on the weekend on Sunday sol- solely. Where he could have picked it up and just scored cleanly to a, to a teammate and got an easy goal for his team, but uh, needs to be a bit cleaner, than Mr.
0: Powell Pepper. Mr. Mr. Powell Pepper. Oh, the old Beatles reference there, Pez. <laughs> 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 All right, I think it was Sergeant Pepper there. Sergeant Pez. Pepper's yep. Lonely Hearts book. <laughs> there it <laughs> is. There All right, go. speaking of Lonely Hearts, I'm uh, not putting a bet down this one, Pez. And I have noticed that you haven't uh, haven't got your cheeky anywhere oh, sitting there, Pez. Skyzin. Oh, we better get on to the multi then, Pets. Uh, I'll go first in this one. I've got a four-leg same-game multi with Tab. Two units on this one. $3.19 odds. Brisbane, Sydney, Melbourne and the Giants. Love all of those. And uh, by your reaction, you, you like them too? Brisbane, Sydney, Melbourne and the Giants. All right. There you go. you no not putting anything down.
1: Yep. My multi. I've got a three-leg uh, multi <laughs> with Tab. Uh, don't press that cheeky button because it's not cheeky. Uh, I've got Brisbane, Richmond and GWS uh, all together $2.34 I'd put the two units out there on it and uh, I can't end it on that source because I've gone the second multi for my cheeky and I've gone bet 365 and got got the blue button there Uh, but bear with me for this one now I told you about the Giants bet so I've put them in the multi but not in that bet yet but I've put GWS minus 11 and a half source. So you love that line. Love that okay. line. That was a great line. Over.
0: I'm glad you're waiting for the weather report on it though. <laughs> I, I said that. It's, it's clear up. It's cleared it's up. Has it? be laid <laughs> up. <laughs> it's cleared up since the start of the show. Over 148. Not even. About 10 minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs>
1: over 148.5 points in that same game. Okay. Yeah. So uh, it's running money now. Geelong game. <laughs> Geelong over 112.5 team points by themselves. Yep.
0: All right. Um, oh, now I understand where you had the analysis from. Yep.
1: Brisbane to beat the Bulldogs at the dollar forty four. I got it there earlier today. Yep, over one hundred and thirty three point five in the Gold Coast Collingwood game, and Richmond to win by twenty three or more. Yep, just a short recap. <laughs> <laughs> I, that's my six leg multi. Six leg multi. What are the odds there, Bez? Uh, twenty five dollars there, or twenty <laughs> one unit there. Uh, it doesn't actually say the odds on my little bet oh. slip here. Cheeky. Take the word for it. <laughs> but it is four eight. Twelve, sixteen to win twenty units back. So uh, it's big. <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's, tw- it's twenty dollars. Jesus, Bez, you've, you've you've come you've come back into the side this week a, a little bit a little, a little bit shit. I'll be honest. <laughs> just just you're, you're not happy with that. I just don't like you. Don't have the odds there. That's, that's that's no. The- but
1: I just worked it out. It's twenty dollars. Just a bit over. Just take your word for it, don't we? No,
0: don't. I just added it up. Oh, good on you. Quick maths. <laughs> I hope it's like your weather report and accurate. It very easy. <laughs> I'll be looking, watching very closely in that game to see what the weather is. Such <laughs> so, a flog. So, so, I haven't put it in the game on the I know, Sunday. but you're like, a, I'll be watching very closely, and if it is, if the weather is clear, actually I think you said if it's a clear picture, oh, um, I'm I'll am going s- smash the line. I'm,
1: I'm going to smash the line and put more <laughs> units down there. But this Good. is in my cheeky. I, ho- I yeah. hope it pisses down rain and that line skyrockets. Okay, you do, because you've got the line. Right? Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm <laughs> quite happy with that. So uh be raining... Raining down units this week uh, on Twitter at behind the bounds. So
0: uh, there you go. As yeah. you know. My, my where, little tip. Where, no, where can they find all these make-believe odds and uh, these bet slips, Pez? That where one, can our fans find them? Well, that one's on Bet365.
1: I mean, it's on in my Twitter, 365 <laughs> account. But Twitter at Behind the bound. You, you've got it there. The bet slip will be out tomorrow before the first game and you can see everything down there. And it's screenshot. It just doesn't have the odds on it there. Well, what's so the point of the bet, screenshot? Bet365 don't really do it. Everyone's going to listen to the pod and hear it anyway. And what they're looking for is that visual picture of the odds. No, they don't need it because they've already listened and they've gone
0: $20 for that. Yeah, you're We're right. Gonna, Actually, they don't need it because out, yeah. they've heard you talking and they've tuned out and they're just like, nah, "That's rubbish again." It's at the end of the show, but um, the second multis, pairs, your success rate's not good. <laughs> I've done the stats. <laughs> no, yeah, done check, the the stats. check the weather report. <laughs> every this time, rating money ever. Every time I've done two oh, multis. No, every time you won but, Yeah,
1: it's it's been very very good. So very controversial. Uh, <laughs> this one we will see, but as as we we recap the whole season, plus 61 units for
0: the year, myself. Yeah. And plus 20 for you. Zane. Well, hey, yeah, very, plus very... Plus 80, uh, 80 combined. That's it. Yeah. You, you, you find a Twitter page out there that doesn't pump out 4,000 bets a day. Um, and, and show us that where they've returned 80 units, except for the guru. Let leave him out of this. He, he's an absolute master.
1: Oh, the guru. We love the guru. <laughs> and
0: it's uh, one of the reasons I love the MLB. <laughs> You're all over the baseball at the moment. <laughs> well done, the
1: guru. I'm not actually going to tell anyone about the guru because no, no, uh, we man. don't want him to... He's getting a lot of followers at the moment he on is. Twitter and... Uh, I don't want him to. What we should do is start, the start
0: promoting our other mate who, who who's all over Wimbledon at the moment. Oh, I L- literally all over Wimbledon. I think oh, there's love. seventy units over over uh, some of the some of the. I love to <laughs> see every it. single and person. The, I'm going to back him in
1: a, in a few of those, but not all of them because <laughs> I don't have the bankroll for it. But um, <laughs> a, a few of them. I'll I'll back him in tonight. Yeah, um, You have a look at <laughs> that. Who,
0: who are you like in the uh, the uh, we've got the we've got the cricket going here. The uh, the Aussies are uh, seventy six for two or two for seventy six. Oh. Almost just got a stumping then. Uh, almost went three far. Uh, and we've got uh, Wimbledon tonight, Pez. Uh, what do you like this tonight? Yeah, I haven't had have have a look at it. I'll just yeah, look cool. at one of the Twitter pages and um, follow a
1: couple of bets. And yeah, have a, gambling Twitter. Have a look. It's beautiful. Gotta love it's it, absolutely Pez. beautiful. All right. Um, Great to be
0: back in in the hot seat, and it was a hot seat tonight. You were a little bit angry. Well, you, tonight, didn't, you didn't. bring the energy early on, Pez. I was a little bit a little bit worried about your COVID, uh, your fatigue after. Might, like, what's it called? The slow COVID, or well, just the slow they Pez? They used to say it takes fourteen days for COVID to get out of your system. Now it's only seven. We haven't got that it's time, only, Pez. We have got we got it's money only going. eight
1: days. You might still have it, and you're sitting here across from me. It's not good for you and your
0: little holiday, is it? Yeah, especially with all that dribble you're throwing around. So, uh, all right. Well, you can you can close <laughs> us off this week if you want. See you later. No, oh, well, I'm still source. We'll catch up next time. And as always, if you're having a bet, bet responsibly. No, no.